0: If you don't clean your room, there's no soccer for you this afternoon, Mum told Joe. But the team relies on me. He didn't tell her he was on the bench for the game. You haven't cleaned it in a fortnight. And when did you last wash your feet? Joe calculated. Mmm, ten days ago. Then he said, Cro-Magnon man never had to wash his feet. Joe was 13, and they were studying prehistoric man at college, especially the tribes who had lived 30,000 years ago in Europe. He had his life to get on with, like, like hunting mammoths. No time to wash. Dirt is man's natural state. The dirtiest things Joe had ever seen were the feet of a homeless man who was asleep in the library. As well as being absolutely black, they reeked. Joe knew he'd feel comfortable with feet like that. Clean feet made him feel uptight. As well as his feet, he'd avoided washing his hair for three weeks and his ears were secret gardens. He was growing his hair to hide them. Since you don't hunt mammoths and we're not cro that doesn't apply. I'll leave home then. I'll go and live in the wilderness. Except the only wilderness was a patch of blackberry in the nearby cemetery. Good idea, Tracy, his younger sister, said. I'll clean out your room totally for Isabel and Vanessa when they sleep over on Saturday. It'll be our new guest room. I don't care. Joe stomped into his room, threw some gear into two plastic bags, then rang the coach, putting on a hoarse voice. He'd just caught a bad chest cold. He was running a temperature, so it was bed for him, instead of shivering on the bench. On the way through the kitchen, he grabbed an apple. He'd hoped there might be a banana too, but Tracy had scoffed the last one. I'm out of here, he shouted. Forever! If you're going to be homeless, at least put your sneakers on, Mum yelled back. Joe slammed the door. Molly wagged her tail madly. Joe gave her a little cuddle. I can't take you with me, girl. You'd starve. Goodbye. We'll, we'll never see each other again. But on the side path, he waited, hoping his mum might rush out and grab him by the legs and plead with him to stay. She might even shed a few tears. Nobody came rushing out. Joe even thought he heard a laugh in the kitchen. He ran down to the park, putting his sneakers on halfway. cro man must have had pretty tough feet. Some kids he didn't know were playing touch rugby. Can I play? They looked Joe over at his dirty sneakers and scruffy clothes. You're too big for us, said a freckled kid. But one kid piped up. We're short of a player. Joe wasn't very good at touch. He was a better soccer player. He dropped a few passes and then he kicked the ball into the creek and refused to rescue it. The water looked cold and murky, and really wet. We don't want you to play with us, the freckled kid decided. You're a vagrant. Yeah, another agreed. My dad's a policeman, and I'm going to report you for losing my ball. Joe just laughed. Of course he was a vagrant, just like the guy in the library. But he sloped off and hid in the changing room, just in case the police did turn up. He gobbled his apple and wished he'd grab more food. He had no money. His allowance had been cut off because of his room. He peered out the window. It had started to rain and the kids had disappeared. He'd forgotten his anorak. The changing rooms would be locked soon. What would he do when it was dark? He'd have to find a bench in a bus shelter or, or maybe a big dry drain pipe. What if he met another homeless person? One who might pinch his jacket or sneakers? Even though he'd been asleep, the guy in the library had looked fierce, menacing. Suddenly Joe wasn't sure he wanted to be one of the scary, unwashed ranks of the homeless. He'd always be cold and hungry. He wanted to be lying in his stinking bed in his stinking room, reading John Marsden. There was the banging of doors nearby. Probably an angry homeless man trying to get in or out of the loose Joe gave a little shriek and tore out into the rain. He didn't stop running until he'd reached the front gate. He couldn't just walk in the back door. Mum and Tracy would laugh in his face. He crept around the far side of the house, but his window was locked. The only shelter was the tiny garden shed, but it was so small and jammed he'd have to sleep standing up. He tried squeezing into the kennel with Molly, but he could only get his top half in. She slobbered all over him, and the stink was awful. It had been his job to clean the kennel out, but he hadn't done it for a month, and now he had fleas jumping all over his chest. He lay down in the wheelbarrow and covered himself with dirty black polythene. He was unbelievably hungry, and there was nothing to eat in the garden. Mum only grew flowers in it. But then, incredibly, he smelled lasagna. Somebody was cooking it right under his nose, like in the garden shed. Somebody who was trying to torture him. The back door opened. Joe, Tracy yelled. Dinner's ready. Joe gave a yelp of amazement and relief and fell out of the wheelbarrow. How did you know I was here? He asked, bursting into the kitchen. I knew you wouldn't be far away, Mum said. And Tracy said, you stink worse than ever. I'm not going to eat with you. Have a good shower, quickly, Mum said. Joe plunged into his room. Tracy hadn't started filling rubbish bags from it yet. Then he lunged into the shower. After he had washed all the fleas down the drain, he put on dry clothes that weren't too dirty and had two helpings of lasagna. Can I watch the Simpsons special tonight, Mum? Uh, After I've cleaned my room. Mum grinned. You'd better record it. That room is going to take you at least a week to clean.